experience uh, that uh, uh, power of prayer from her and uh, the pursuit of uh, godliness uh, in the Lord. Uh, thank you, Dina and uh, Harry. And uh, I want to also thank you, uh, Pastor Philip, uh, for your uh, kind uh, hospitality. Uh, Phyllis uh, has been uh, great in the uh, communication, getting everything settled. And it's really um, emotional for me, in a sense, um, when I heard um, uh, from the um, brother uh, Daka uh, shared about how he got saved um, from uh, MBB, Muslim uh, background believer, and from Kazakhstan, and um, sharing about how the Lord transformed his life and uh, started uh, the student ministry now here. Um, it was uh, really my kind of uh, greatest uh, uh, compassion and uh, calling. Still, I feel like when you shared, I felt, oh, yes, yes, yes. I was actually in Beijing after uh, I became a follower of Christ, uh, was uh, recruited um, by your very organization, the Campus Crusade for Christ. And... Uh, from the start of the, the red, we call it the little red book and uh, the four spiritual laws. How have you, how many have you known the four spiritual laws? Praise the Lord. And uh, you have read and go through the, the 26 pages and uh, the last prayer. And uh, then uh, you get to the next step called the little blue book called how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was leading the uh, underground uh, printing uh, moment uh, basically printed millions of copies of the uh, four spiritual laws, basically. And uh, really, uh, the Lord used us uh, in a s- small way and uh, advanced the gospel of, uh, of Lord Jesus Christ uh, in Beijing and, of course, uh, uh, beyond. So it was, the, was that time. Um, I remembered um, uh, one day uh, our co-workers, uh, we were working basically with university students uh, in different campuses, and um, we felt the, the lead like, um, uh, to uh, walk around the Tiananmen Square. The Tiananmen Square, uh, some of you, is, uh, we moved the... Back. So, should I? Okay, yeah. So, as uh, Roger just uh, alluded, um, four, I mean, 34 years ago, exactly, so I was uh, sitting in that Tiananmen Square, and um, basically as a young uh, student in the university, and uh, I was uh, a kind of a firm atheist transforming to become a humanist, influenced by the then Communist Party uh, Secretary of Soviet Union, the last uh, president, uh, Mr. Gorbachev. And uh, so I was, um, you know, very eager uh, to um, help uh, our uh, students and uh, to go, I mean, basically through the peaceful protest. We want to uh, reform the Communist Party and uh, our so-called People's 
government of China uh, to engage in political reform to advance more freedoms. So we, you know, you, some of you may have watched on TV, and uh, during that time, I mean, close to a million students. I mean, basically, uh, we were um, there for uh, s- uh, several uh, months, actually. So I was there for a few weeks, and um, we were really at the time feeling, oh, so the hope is uh, becoming true. At uh, several weeks, China really enjoyed um, for the true freedom press. I mean, even the Communist Party's mouthpiece, the so-called People's Daily, and Xinhua, they started reporting the true stories about uh, students' protests. I mean, the interviewers uh, on national TV. And um, little did we anticipate or really expect, actually, the hardliners of the Communist Party already prepared uh, for a military massacre. And uh, as Roger just mentioned, uh, providentially, um, God kind of uh, have uh, my then fiancé later on became my wife of, uh, this is our 30th year anniversary, 30 years with Heidi, and uh, she was sick because of drinking this uh, uh, um, poison, I mean poison, dirty water in the Tiananmen Square. You know, we have hundreds of thousands of students just uh, camping there. And drinking this unclean water, she was hospitalized. So I was spared um, three days before the massacre uh, from becoming one of the tankmans. You know, the famous image on Time magazine cover, the tankman. But we were met, of course, with the military tanks, with the machine guns, with the PLA, the so-called People's Liberation Army, and launched a brutal massacre. Thousands of innocent lives were murdered. Some of my friends, I mean, lost their legs, basically crushed by the tanks in the Tiananmen Square. Do you know that the, the literary, literal translation of the word Tiananmen means the gate of heavenly peace? The gate of heavenly peace, named by some emperor some, some thousands of years ago, is supposed to be a, a gate of heavenly peace that has become, had become the gate of hell, the gate of murder, the gate of thousands of lives of the blood, perhaps the largest uh, massacre in that Tiananmen Square, that has committed by the Chinese Communist Party. I went back to my school. Of course, the Communist Party took revenge, and by forcing me to cancel all my classes, put me in the dark room, assigned with two interrogators, forced me to write confessions day and night to basically confess my crimes of leading the protest, going to Tiananmen Square. It was a very tough time. It was uh, the hardest thing I came when I learned some of my friends, my buddies, 
actually my followers with me to from the uh, protest in my city all the way to Tiananmen Square. And they turned against me by betraying me, by making up false, fake stories and in order to escape their responsibility. And so I couldn't reconcile on that. And because I always, you know, dreaming or thinking that I can kind of use my own personality, uh, you know, change uh, my students, I mean, my fellow classmates, and uh, to really be a, a good human being. And how could that happen? I mean, from... A, a, a kind of a, a student protester and who even uh, uh, kind of a, uh, for the first day when I call the protests citywide and they even uh, grab their uh, bed sheets and uh, scratch it and, and uh, bite their fingers, use their, use their own blood and write uh, freedom, democracy and make flags. All of a sudden, they betrayed me with the uh, false stories. So I didn't think, you know, I committed any violent crime or I didn't burn any tanks or any beat up any uh, uh, the uh, PLA soldiers. So I was not worrying about that part. But how could that happen when uh, someone, you know, you trusted and you believed in and uh, your followers, I felt... You know, if one day there is a Prime Minister Bob Fu, that was my dream, and my high school dream, and those guys might be my future, you know, cabinet members, I counted them, all of a sudden, they turn against me. So that was the, the time, the turning point, actually, the Holy Spirit worked. And uh, through that time, my total disappointment to disillusionment, first to other human beings, and then to my own self. I feel, who am I could change these people if their hearts are not being renewed, transformed, or changed? And how could and who can make a new heart? Who can make a new creation? until I was handed with a booklet of a biography of a Chinese pastor in the 19th century, Pastor Xi Shengmu, who heard the gospel from the British missionary group, Hudson Taylor. And uh, he, that pastor's story, you know, from a drug addicted to a new creation in Christ Jesus, and the Lord used him not only kind of uh, prevent, I mean, uh, kind of uh, uh, get rid of uh, the drug addiction, the opium addiction in the 19th century, but also lead him building hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, opium prevention center through the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I mean, reading that book, I almost just... Uh, kneeling down on the floor immediately, basically telling God, I said, I want to be your follower. I want to be that new creation. Because I know I could not 
change others. I mean, those people I thought I changed became my enemies and betrayers and traitors. And I knew deep in my heart I was full of hatred against them. I was even meditating to commit a suicide campaign, thinking I my future is ending. Because if I was sent back to my hometown, and with the same, you know, kind of honor culture, I would rather die than being terminated from a university as a student and going back to the countryside. And I could not face, you know, my family member, my fellow villagers, and of course my whole maybe county. None of them will get a promotion. Maybe not even get any opportunity to go to college anymore, and maybe the welfare may be terminated, and none of any of this population in my hometown would be would be able to join the military or being a civil servant, just because of me, as a political prisoner. So I was really seriously thinking about that to.、Um, To kind of kill my enemy and myself, and die a, a kind of a glorious death. But it was that time, the Holy Spirit started working, and started the moment, and started really through that book. I didn't even know, although, how to become a follower of Christ. Until the next day, I went to my American missionary teacher who was teaching English. To our students, so I heard something about the God of America, we call it, and you know they use their pocket Bible sometimes、uh, using Christmas, Easter season, like try to we call them to spread their superstitious message about God, and we I even led debate,、uh, you know, with them and、uh, said, oh, you know. Uh, he's, uh, uh, his name is Brent. I、uh, said、uh, from California. I said,、uh, Brent, okay, let's stop the debate. We can't win each other. We have our always winning,、uh, the most powerful.、Uh, we call it dialectical materialism, Marxism, and、uh, he's just having a、uh, you know a little Bible, and we concluded it's okay. Maybe, well, we cease fire and.、Uh, But maybe God is an American God. We Chinese may not need it.、Uh, we only need you to export the Microsoft McDonald. <laughs> That's it. You know the MMM. <laughs> And、uh, so just、uh, forget about your God. But after that experience of the persecution, really despair to disillusionment, I went to Brent. I said, I. Saw a light last night. Reading that book, I want to become a new creation. I want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. He was a little shocked. He thought I was a KGB trying to penetrate his secret mission activities. He said, "Okay, maybe you can write something about it." So, without hesitation, I just、uh, translate my notes、uh, from reading that、uh, book and quoting all the beautiful sentences. Later on, of course, a year later, I got my first copy of the Bible. Compare my notebook; it was all those beautiful sentences are the word of the Lord. 
is the scripture. Such as, you know, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. I was a majored in English literature in college, so we pay attention on the grammar. It says, if anyone, not only Americans, Chinese too, is in Christ, he is right now. The present tense, present perfect tense, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Of course, when I did my seminary study, my biblical theologian a professor actually using a quarter of the semester exegesis of that passage, Second Corinthians 5, it means more than a personal salvation. It means a cosmological, a new universe change after you have your union with Christ through faith, not, not only justification, through the whole, really, the life of Jesus, the work of Jesus, the accomplished salvation from adoption, sanctification, of course, destined for the consummation. It was the whole economy of the salvation. But the Holy Spirit used that moment, basically showed my heart. I felt, who am I could change the others if my heart was filled with darkness, hatred? And who am I could change a heart unless my heart is being transformed. And who can make a new heart unless he, he become a new creation? And who can make a new creation unless the creator, the universe, the redeemer himself through his Holy Spirit? That was the moment I basically handed over my test, read, first written testament to Brent Hover. He just nailing down on his floor in the, his dorm and led me pray the prayer and accept Christ Jesus as my Savior and Lord. That was my first day of salvation. The next day, really, the whole universe to me changed. Even the bird starts singing to me. Those of my traitors, suddenly there is a very supernatural change in my heart. Instead of hatred, there is a kind of a compassion of love toward them. I didn't know much about the Bible, so almost immediately, like what First, Second Corinthians 5 said, you know, become a new creation, then you are called to become an ambassador for Christ, right? We are called, 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19, we are called to be ambassador for Christ from a new creation to a new mission. So I didn't really go through much transitional time to, from a lay person, we call it, in the English term, to a minister or missionary, where does that come from? It actually, in the scripture, every one of us, right, we are called 
to be ambassador for Christ. We're called with the ministry of reconciliation. We're called to really represent Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord of the Universe, and to implore everyone who still live out of darkness, live outside the cross, live outside the salvation of Jesus. Said, be reconciled with God. That's an imperative. That's a commanding. It's not a seeker-friendly kind of a, a, a new theology. It's a command that be reconciled with God. So that almost immediately became my mission, and I'm forever thankful. God sent American missionaries. To be there after seven years of prayer and、uh, name, you know, every one of our students, I became the first kind of a new creation in that whole university as a follower of Christ. And God even used that tragic massacre. Out of that tragic, brutal massacre, the first new creation in that university, Bob Fu, has come. The old bottle has gone. My first missionary target, of course, my then girlfriend, Heidi. Unfortunately, she only persecuted me for one week. <laughs> Keep mocking at me, ridiculed me, said, "Oh, you must be like、uh, disillusioned," or you know, he, she used Marxism theory. Until she, her life was also convicted, and she became my first spiritual fruit. And then, one year later, my father became my disciple. And after I writing letters to him repeatedly, and then he also became a follower of Christ, and also later on became a a, a church house church leader, establishing a house first house church in my village. And then my sisters, and then really, I mean, 1989. Of course, to the secular world, many perceive that. Of course, it was a tragic year. Of thousands of lives were massacred at the gate of heavenly peace, at Tiananmen Square. But God, actually, in His sovereign way, yeah, like you were born in a Muslim family. Some were, you know, we have different background. I was. Raised and you know, as an atheist, no, nothing to do with God in the, in the, in, the, in any sense.、Uh, I mean, in the in the、uh, textbook or education、uh, sense. But that God used that moment actually started the largest redemptive redemptive moment in the whole five thousand years of history of China. Among the Chinese intellectuals, I mean, the house church movement started, of course, since the 1950s, but the revival pretty much happened before 1989. Happened in the rural areas, in the villagers, in the countryside. Most of the Chinese intellectuals they were not moved by the gospel until that massacre. 
when the tanks, when the machine guns were shot. Really, that was the moment, a wake-up moment to millions of Chinese students, intellectuals, writers, authors. Just in my university alone, I mean, before I graduate and headed to Beijing to continue my graduate school, two years later, from 1989, 15%, at least 15% of the students' body in the English department in my college had become followers of Christ. Even professors, to the point of American uh, secret missionary teachers, they were so busy, they have to split over different groups. And I know our boys' group, we have a code called BBB. What does it mean? It means boys, Bible, on bed. That means we have to, in the midnight, climb the wall of the foreign expert building. It was closed, you know, with guards. We have to climb the wall and jump into the yard and secretly get into our American missionary teacher's dorm in order to have our Bible study in the midnight. And the girls, they have a different code called PPP, still need to be decoded by today, and uh, something with the praise. <laughs> and uh, I knew the first letter. That was the hunger, the thirst of the word of the Lord. The third thirst to know God, who God is, to know the salvation, the salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the time when the revival among the universities uh, was just uh, like a fire. And when I went to Beijing, actually, in 1991, I started engaging with the uh, ministry, with different universities. And in Beijing University alone, it's called like China's Harvard, the Beijing University alone, it was actually built by the American missionaries. Do you know that history? It was uh, after the Boxer Rebellion, and the Qing Dynasty actually has to offer compensation. The American government, American people, instead of take that money, they actually set up a fund and built the biggest, the most prestigious universities even up until today. Are all these universities built by missionaries? So Beijing University, after the Communist Party, of course, took power, they took over. And with atheistic hominism education, I learned in 1991, two years after the massacre, that university has over 500 Bible study groups. Communist Party University, 500 Bible study groups. We talk about the revival. And a few years ago, I received a, a, a guest, a recent graduate from my university, took the time, secretly flying from China, went to West Texas, Midland, Texas, just tried to make a secret visit to give me one report. Said, Pastor Bob, you didn't know after, after you left, the revival in our university continued to a faster pace. He said, 
the growth of the new believers was so great that there was a church even established right outside the university. In the past 20 years after I left, he said over 10,000 students were baptized through that one church. Let's give the Lord a big hand, right? It is, it is from Him, right? It is from Him. That is the miracle. That is what God has been doing. That's why when I was in Beijing before I, I was arrested, we went to the Tiananmen Square. We had a prayer walk. We feel one of the pastors said, he almost during the prayer, I mean, we measured actually each brick of the Tiananmen Square. And uh, somehow a vision has come out. And uh, instead of the bloody massacre, the blood, that actually that uh, uh, house church pastor saw a new wave of salvation by cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That every brick of that Tiananmen Square one day there will be a crusade and there will be 740,000 people of China. If they, you know, each brick can kind of stand with one people, it can hold 740,000 people. So we are still praying that one day that the, the gate of heavenly peace will be truly realized through the Prince of Peace, right? Jesus Christ. And who will and continue to be ruling China and through the message of the cross. That's why the Communist Party... Did I mess up? The... Can we do the, I don't know, yes, uh, the, sec- the second one. Um, okay. Yeah. So you saw after the pr- current president, Xi Jinping, took power. This is the first campaign. Basically, all the government-sanctioned churches have to put his portrait and the chairman Mao's portrait on the pulpit. So this is a true picture. And, you know, he wants to make a message. Of course, he wants to tell the congregants in the church, he is an equal, if not higher Lord, in the church. And some house church believers actually look at and study this picture. They said, the more we study, the more we think... It looks like a very biblical picture because when was the last time on both sides of the cross there were two guys were being <laughs> hanging on there, right? <laughs> so actually, it serves as a reminder. We know the other guy, Chairman Mo, has, uh, you know, looking up because there's no chance for him. But the other guy, Chairman Xi Jinping, he's already the president for life by removing all the term limits, and he still has a chance. So every day, that's a reminder. The house church leaders, brothers and sisters, they are persecuted by this guy, 
But they are praying for his salvation. He launched his first campaign, the war against the cross. Suddenly, the cross has been designated as the enemy of the state. Within a few years, every, I mean, thousands of crosses were being forced to tear down, burnt, destroyed, and totally ransomed. The churches were being leveled, you can tell. A war against the cross. Isn't that also a biblical thing? When Paul said, you know, to the perished, cross is a bad news, right? But to the saved, it is the good news of salvation. The, I call it the heavenly immigration process. <laughs> because it is from the kingdom of darkness through the cross from, to the kingdom of light. Kingdom of eternal condemnation to the kingdom of eternal life. I mean, isn't that very, very kind of a crucial step? No wonder the enemy is so full of hatred against the cross. And Pastor Wang Yi, a lawyer, law school professor, in 2006, I invited him to the, uh, Washington, D.C. And then later on, I mean, to, to, to talk about religious freedom. And later on, President Bush became the first sitting president met with our delegation in the White House. He was one of them. After that trip, he went back, quit his job, felt called, started a church called Early Rain Covenant Church. Two years ago, when he was preaching on a Sunday on Gospel John 3.16 and calling Chinese President Xi Jinping to repent and offer him the free grace of salvation of Jesus Christ. That's called Subversion of state power. He was arrested. So over 300 of his followers I mean, I mean, of Christ in his uh, church and his wife and his uh, little 16 year, years old boy. All arrested, tortured. Later on, he was sentenced to nine years imprisonment. Nine years on Christmas Day. Pastor John Tao, my good friend, a Chinese-American he came to the U.S. because of American missionary work. He couldn't forget about China, although he married with a Caucasian-American wife, Jimmy Powell, with two boys in North Carolina. He could really live his American dream very peacefully by pastoring a big church in Raleigh, Durham. But he could not forget the Macedonian call. Went back to China, basically spent half a year every year, and then a few years ago, he went to the Burma-China border area and saw these uh, Kachin minorities who were being bombarded by the Burmese military. And they're barefooted, no clothes. And he fell. God called him. So within one year, massing, I mean, basically, uh, with the house church leaders, and uh, they built 16 schools in the mountain area in China border China-Burma border with 2,000 children studying there. He used the Bible as textbook. And guess what? That's the power of the word of the Lord. As First Timothy 3 said, right? The word of God is uh, penetrating every soul. After one year in these 22 school, 16 schools, 
all 2,000 children, counted, every one of them had confessed the name of Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Every one of them. I mean, I have sent a missionary uh, recently visit some of their schools. They continue to operate. He was sentenced to seven years imprisonment after he was lured back to China. Are they depressed? Are they scared? Are they fearful even after they were imprisoned? That's the beautiful beauty of this cross. The cross, yes, is a symbol of the death sentence. It's a symbol of the biggest curse. It's a symbol of the crucifixion, the torture, that our Lord Jesus Christ, that we just remember him, that he has accomplished and finished what the Father has sent him to do. But the cross also has another, the most important the, the, the kind of aspect, that is the victory of resurrection, the life. Because we're not worshiping a wooden cross with the Jesus still stuck there. Jesus is risen. He is risen. He is alive. He is our hope. And we know for sure, Pastor John Tao, we smuggled out some of his poems from his prison. And we composed this book called Living Lyrics, Poems from Prison by Pastor John Tao. There are some copies on the table. I just read, want to read to conclude my sharing this morning from Pastor John Tao. It's a poem title called From Over the Mighty Water. Pastor John Tao wrote, You can take away my freedom, but you can't take my prayers. My prayers have wings and leap over the towering iron mesh wall. Many brothers and sisters have heard them. They fly freely every day and reach heaven on the blue sky. You can impose heavy punishments on me, but you cannot hold my spirit and my soul. Like cheerful yellow birds, they raise gentle praises over the iron gate. My Savior must have heard my voice. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we have something we called freedomtopray.com at China 8. We launched a campaign, freedomtopray.com. And it also have a, 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 a code you can just scan and join this prayer moment we can cherish and uh, really connect through the heavenly realm that Pastor John Paul's prayer are heading there on the throne of God and we are praying in the name of Jesus Christ and meeting with him even though 5,000 miles away Pastor John Hall would not feel he is forgotten. He knows that you, 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 you we are praying with him and for him. And Pastor actually Wang Yi I was told recently, he has 11,000 items 
1,100 items of prayers in his prison. It takes a while to finish, right? 1,100. So, right now, the Communist Party criminalized prayers. I, a few weeks ago, I received these uh, prosecution papers. On the paper, it says, this sister, that, I mean, this lady, that lady, they were guilty of engaging illegal religious activities because the evidence shows when, he, when the, the church was raided, she was found teaching children how to pray. Teaching children, studying about the scripture. That's the criminal acts they are waiting for a sentence. So if you get one thing, the brothers and sisters in the persecuted church, I think Daka would echo that. The number one item when you ask them, how can we help, is really the prayer. Of course, you know, we can have our material support, visit Mayflower Church. These are all important. But the most transforming, all-powerful, our heavenly tool of against the heavenly realm, the enemy, is our prayer. And I think the enemy even knows they are forbidding prayers. So let's pray. And um, I will pray in both Chinese and English. Or Chinglish. <laughs> we can pray. Okay. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the Sylvanian church. For their heart. The dedication. Their heart for mission. The heart for your kingdom to be advanced through their offering, through their support, through their uh, personal visitation, accompanying, and walk with the persecuted brothers and sisters. Lord, we know that you are in our midst. Through the word of you, through your Holy Spirit, through the cross, we are one family. No matter we are from Kazakhstan, from Saudi Arabia, or from uh, the uh, North Korea, from China, from Pakistan, wherever we go, wherever we are f- uh, born, we were born, and um, whatever ethnic, racial identity. We have only one identity in the kingdom of God. That is, we are God's children. We belong to you. May you bless everyone today who have heard this message, who uh, echo and respond accordingly and to the power of the Holy Spirit to walk with you faithfully and love mercy and, uh, and, uh, lo- and uh, faithfully uh, to um, execute the justice for all. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you. It's...